This episode is brought to you by Cart Driver, Denver's home for wood-fired pizzas, fresh oysters, seasonal market plates, cocktails, and conversation. Hey, this is Hannah Forden. I'm the program manager here at Heritage Radio Network. This year, we're celebrating HRN's 10th anniversary, and I want to thank all of our listeners and members for being a part of an incredible year of food radio. We never would have made it this far without all of you. So HRN is now in its summer fun drive, and this is when we turn to you and ask that you make a donation to help ensure a bright future for food radio. Whether you listen to one show or 20, there's a reason why you keep tuning in week after week. All of our content is powered by a small nonprofit, and we rely on your generosity to keep going. Help us keep broadcasting the most thought-provoking, entertaining, and educational conversations happening in the world of food and beverage. So become a member today. To celebrate our 10th anniversary, we have some brand new member gifts available online, so I encourage you to snag your new favorite pizza-themed t-shirt or enamel pin today and show the world how much you love HRN. Go to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate so you can snag your 10th anniversary member swag. And thank you. You're listening to Feast Meets West, the show tracing the stories behind your favorite Asian foods. I'm your host, Linda Liu. We are broadcasting live from Heritage Radio Network at Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Every episode, we dig deep on an aspect of Asian cuisine or culture by having a conversation with the passionate people from the world of Asian food. Today, we're talking about the experience of bringing popular ramen concepts from Japan to New York. For both Tonchin and Ichiran, which are highly regarded ramen restaurants from Japan with locations across Asia, New York City was the first destination for their U.S. expansion. Here in the studio with us, we have Anan Sugeno, the owner of Tonchi New York, who is joined by his brother, Toy Sugeno, and Annie Chen, the assistant manager of restaurant operations at Ichiran USA. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. Thanks for having me. So let's start with a little introduction on the restaurants and our guests. Tonchin was founded in Tokyo, Japan in 1992 by Katsuhiro Sugeno and his brother Motohiro Sugeno. Tonchin, the name refers to a gathering place, and in this case, a place where many people get together and enjoy delicious food. Their philosophy is in dekitate. Yeah, dekitate. Yeah, all right. That translates to made just for you, as the Tonchin family believes that the best ramen is fresh and homemade. And just two years ago, which was 25 years after the first Tonchin opened, Anan and Toy, the sons of Katsuhiro Sugeno, brought Tonchin to New York. Amazing job, you guys. Thank you. <laughs> uh, now, Ichiran Ramen began in the small city of Fukuoka, Japan, in the 60s. Yes and specializes in tonkatsu, pork bone broth ramen. 
Ichiran was the first ramen restaurant to offer ramen customization for diners and the first to create ramen focus booths, which are individual dining booths designed for a private and peaceful meal. Annie Chen here first joined the Ichiran team as an interpreter for the Japanese training team when the chain first opened its American restaurant in Bushwick, just a few blocks away from here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a temporary gig turned into a full-time position, and Annie is now helping the brand break into the American market and establish itself as the world's top tonkatsu ramen restaurant. So for both of you guys, um, please tell us a bit more about your ramen restaurant concept. So what kind of food do you serve? How many ramen variations do you have? So our food... Uh, concept is Zekitate uh, for you, as uh, Lina, you said. And uh, we serve four kinds of ramen, uh, which is uh, classic Tokyo tonkotsu, and spicy tantan, and smoked dashi, and vegan ginger miso ramen. Uh, and also, uh, we, serve, we are serving uh, appetizers and like shaved ice, like, mm. which is Japanese tr- traditional dessert. Also, we have a full bar. We are having like signature cocktails. Uh, one of my friend is a bartender in Japan. Then I asked him to help uh, like create bar menu also. Very yeah. cool. So it's not just ramen. Not just ramen. Uh, we have ramen, like shaved ice. Izakaya style yeah. food. Right. Really cool. I really like their yeah. bar. They have really good drinks, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Annie, what does um, Ichiran serve? Each ramen, um, unlike most other ramen places in New York especially, we only do one type of ramen. It's pork bone soup, so it does, um, I think, close up the audience a little bit more that mm-hmm. way. But we do that because Ichiran as an organization wants to specialize and use their expertise, only focus on one thing instead of focusing on multiple different types of yeah, ramen. The so focus do, is huge. Yeah, the focus. <laughs> ramen focus boost, yeah. yeah. The focus on our food is, is huge for us. So, can you explain what your restaurant looks like with those focus indiv- booths? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people on Instagram I've been seeing said it looks like a library, like a little study <laughs> library cubicle. So, you should be quiet. Um, we encourage you to be quiet, but uh-huh. you can enjoy it, the space with friends. We do, the dividers between the booths do close up, but it is when you first walk in kind of, it can be intimidating if that's not what you were expecting, especially. Mm-hmm. So, for those people in our Brooklyn restaurant, especially, we do have a table setting that is open on our weekends. Oh, nice. Um, what about eating of the noodles? Are you what supposed you to be quiet or loud um, when you're slurping noodles? Well, I <laughs> I like it if you're loud because it tells me you're enjoying your food. I see. So, you know, do as you wish. <laughs> um, and then Toy, Anan, what does your restaurant space look like? Um, I think it looks like like a normal, more like a make-em restaurant. Like mm-hmm. As you walk in, you see the bar and then... There's a dining space in the back there. Yeah. And then we also have uh, the open kitchen in the back. So you can actually see the ki- uh, people in the kitchen making a food and then like coming out ramen. Yeah. So highlighting the freshness. Highlight, yeah. Yeah. To make it like really not exaggerating, but like just to stick to our concept. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we thought it was good to have that kind of yeah, open. Yeah. It, it was exciting to. S- yeah. 
Um, it, does it look different from your restaurants in Japan? Totally different. Totally? Okay. Tonchi in Japan is just, we only have like counter table. So just 10 seats? Yeah. It was. Oh, tiny too. Tiny, tiny. It was our first time to do like this whole restaurant thing. So we, I think at the first we had no idea what we were doing, but. The design looks really modern too. Like a lot of geometric shapes. Yeah, I wanted to like collaborate with a local like interior designer. And yeah, that's why, yeah. We also like, we didn't tell them what we wanted Mm -hmm. because like we want. We wanted to have something that American people think of what the Japanese is. <laughs> I see. I think it'll be interesting. A very localized so, yeah, interpretation. Yeah. In terms of, yeah. Um, and what makes your ramen special? So, you know, like the details of like the elements that go into your ramen or like how you treat the dish differently from other ramen restaurants. I think that what makes our ramen special is that we, our ramen is tonkotsu ramen, which is pork broth. Mm-hmm. But we added, we add um, shoyu, mm. which is like, a, which is called warishita. So I think what makes it special, because um, our ramen is a little lighter than like mm. the like ones compared in Ifuko, to Ichiran, compared to Ichiran or yeah. Ipudo. Yeah. Uh, because we wanted to make it more like an everyday food. Mm-hmm. That's our intention. And the noodles are a little thicker and a little curry noodle. Mm. I think that's what's special. Oh, about Ichiran? Um, it's, for us, it's the science behind the food. We have a, lot, a large team, both in Japan and here, actually doing a lot of research into what, makes the, what ingredients to put together that makes the best soup and the best noodles and the match together. So... What we are very proud of is creating a soup that's very strong, tonkotsu pork flavor without, if you ever cooked pork broth before, it kind of doesn't smell the greatest. It has a really gamey meat smell, so we try to, our best to minimize it, and it does get rid of, we do um, maintain the flavor of the pork without that whole gamey meat smell and uh, maybe other flavors that mix in with it. That's, Mm -hmm. I really like our soup, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about like the noodles and all the other elements? Well, for us, our noodles are, they had, you have a thicker curly noodle in Tonchin, but ours is, we come from Hakata, uh, Fukuoka in Japan. And traditionally the noodles there are thinner, very straight, made for you to eat really quickly um, because they have a culture of actually noodle refills, which is also what we provide. Um, So our noodles are separate from what most people think of ramen curly noodles, which Mm -hmm. is very straight, very um, slippery, I like to say, very slippery, and it has a little um, texture to it, it has a bite to it. Ah. And where do you guys make your noodles and source your ingredients from? So we make our noodle (laughs) every single day. In-house? Yeah, in-house, downstairs. Oh, okay. Like Probably from like 7 a.m. every single day. And also we also make soup. That's kind of thing that we, you know, my dad, when he started first Tonchin in Tokyo, like 20, 25 years ago, then he, yeah, he, we, we keep same, same thing. You know. mm-hmm. That type of tradition, yeah, yeah, yeah. making noodles right. every day in the yeah. morning. That's great. Uh, for us, we, we do have a production facility. We do make our food fresh also every day, our noodles and our soup. Um, I can't say where we source our food, but mm-hmm. a lot of it is local. Ah, trade secrets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, 
Uh, so when did you guys, um, Anan and Toy, get involved in the family business? Did you know that you always wanted to get into this family business? When I was in college in Japan, uh, I don't know why, but uh, I wanted to go to the U.S., but there's no mm. reason. <laughs> I, you found I your reason. <laughs> okay, I see. Then, like, suddenly my dad, like, after graduate college, mm. then my dad asked me to help, like, hey, uh, I want to open Tonchin in U.S., then oh, would you help? The stars aligned. <laughs> okay. Okay, this is time, you know. I, yeah, at that time, I decided to join the family business. Mm. Toy, what about you? Um, I'm still not, like, 100% committed, but... (laughs) 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 I'm on the fence about this. (laughs) Like, I was not interested in, like, restaurant business at all. But, like, after seeing my brother and, like, my Uh. father doing cool stuff, like, outside of Japan, Mm. I kind of started being interested in... Yeah, especially yeah, with yeah, this yeah. New York concept yeah. of Tonchin, yeah, yeah. it's so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you guys have any like restaurant experience before this? Like, did you have? Did your dad make you work in the Tonchin <laughs> restaurants at all, or like kind of study with them? Uh, a little actually, bit? Uh, I used to work uh, different some like restaurant company, like restaurant uh, hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I had experience. Then but like totally different, not just ramen. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. So many Both Japanese? Of, yeah, Japanese and sometimes like American. Mm. It's just bar. Yeah. Then I I like I like the you know, working in hospitality in hospitality industry. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, I decided to join. That's great. Family business. Yeah. Um and how much research went into your process before you opened here? Like we spent almost five years. Five years? <laughs> Yeah. What were you doing? <laughs> it takes a lot of preparation. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like bringing a Japanese concept also right. to New York. Like mostly finding, finding a space oh, is okay. really tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. What were your considerations? Like how did you pick your space? Uh, I kind of back and forth like talking to New York. Because mm. I, like, I didn't uh, have a visa at the time. Mm-hmm. Only I, I could only stay like 90 days at mm-hmm. and like one time. Then... I just like walking around every day like in the city, like Brooklyn. Oh, wow. wow. Then, like, finally I found that space. That's, Which is yeah, Midtown. Like, yeah, Midtown, like 36th 30. Street yeah. between 5th and 6th Avenue. But there's no, like, style of area. There's nothing. Yeah. It's very, like, business-oriented. Yeah. Like, I used to work around there. Yeah. A lot of people um, walking around for lunch and, mm-hmm. like... And then tourists as well because yes. Bryan Park is right, right there. Then I felt like there's no kind of style and like ram- there's no good ramen shop. Correct. I guess. <laughs> then yeah, I wanted to like the place where it can yeah I wanted to like fill a gap. Yeah yeah yeah. And yeah. Like destination. Um. And did you guys always know it was going to be New York City? Like, did you think about, like, other American cities like before? Like, California, or? Only New York. Only New York? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and then, uh, do you ever get customers from Japan who come to try the New York version of Tonchin? Uh, yeah, we... Sometimes we get some Japanese customers from Japan, mm-hmm. and they... What's their reaction? They, 
most of them are really surprised by <laughs> the gap between the Tongjin uh, yeah. Japan and Tongjin New York. Yeah, the traditional versus yeah, the yeah. modern. Everybody said like, is this ramen restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> but once they eat starting, and once they start eating ramen, oh, they're like, taste they're the like, same? Oh, yeah. this is it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay good. Um, and then what does your father think about Tongjin New York? I don't think we ever asked that question, oh. but hopefully. <laughs> but he basically let let us do whatever we want. Like oh, that's we, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I think we are. I, hopefully, he's comfortable or. He's eaten know. at your yeah. restaurant and experienced it. Yeah, like he yeah he he was like, uh, I'm taking care of like Japan. Uh -huh. You have to take care of U.S. Wow, that's what a big responsibility. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. All right. That's amazing. Um, all right. And what it what is it like working with you know brothers, <laughs> with um, each other? What's your relationship like? It gets really frustrating. Toys <laughs> 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 opening up. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like he doesn't really appreciate oh. what I'm doing. I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> it's. I think it's easy. Mm -hmm. Easy or because you can be open like, with yeah, each other. We understand each other without like. Talking sometimes, mm. so yeah. we have like we middle brother. Mm. Oh, oh, you do. He's in Japan. Okay. But uh, me and Toy, we have kind of like same, I don't know, like vibes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, we, yeah, that that's why kind of easy to connect. Like, yeah, yeah, that's really cool, and I think it's really um, I don't know amazing that it's like you know brothers that opened in Japan and now brothers are opening in the U.S. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, really mirrored. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and unique. Um, so, Annie, yeah. uh, your career twist at Ichiran was quite unexpected, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I assume it was a welcome change? It, it was looking for a change, definitely. Um, I didn't expect it to be a long-term position because they only hired me to do the training period, which is about three months or so. But the end of the training period, um, I actually ended up learning how to do all the kitchen work. So mm -hmm. I was actually literally helping them work while they opened the restaurant. So they were like, why don't you get on board? And you were so good at it. You, they saw your skills in the kitchen. Um, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, thank you. <laughs> um, and how do you like your new role? I like it a lot, actually. I do a little bit of everything now, and it's really interesting for me because I get to see um, how things work in restaurants. Um, this is really my first restaurant, full-time restaurant position, so I get to see the ins and outs of how the business works, and I get to learn a little bit more marketing, a little bit translation, interpretation, just a little bit of everything. And do you work directly with the team in Japan? Like, have you gone to the Ichiran in Japan? I have. I have visited yeah. their main office in Japan. I've um, helped out in one of their restaurants for about a week. I've got to see how things work in Japan. And um, I don't speak directly with the Japanese mm -hmm. office very often. I, my manager usually does that. Right. Um, but we do have um, a lot of back and forth between Japan and New York. Yeah. Um, and do you know why the team decided to expand to the U.S. and come to New York in the last few years? Well, before they expanded into the U.S., they already expanded into Hong Kong, and mm -hmm. they were a real success in Hong Kong. So they are like, we want to go bigger. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, U.S. is bigger. Yes. So I heard they were thinking about California, but then they decided New York because New York was just way cooler. Yes, agreed. I think we all, all agree on that. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a native New Yorker, so yes, it's way cooler. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of like um, foundation has been set here 
yeah, with I like heard other it, Japanese I heard it took about 10 years to get it started here actually wow. um, they were looking for the perfect space for their what mm. they want to build because we built our production facility from scratch so they're looking for the perfect space for that mm-hmm. and that took a lot of time yeah and then um, tell us more about this unique dining experience of the ramen focused booths like what has the reception been by the New York audience towards um, solo dining and how is it different from how it's perceived in Tokyo and Japan well I'm not sure how it's perceived in Tokyo and Japan um, but I think it's a mixed reception here actually mm-hmm. a lot of people seem to enjoy it the first time around and a lot of people find it concept unique for just hey this is a new thing to try while eating it's a whole new experience as a restaurant while you're eating your food and a lot of people who are usually you know dine alone looking for places to sit alone just be quiet find a little quiet spot for their lunch or their dinner um really do enjoy it um also people who come in pairs enjoy it but a lot of people who like to dine in large groups they'll do find that seating a little bit difficult because you're all sitting in a row it gets hard to conversate with with each other right um and then i guess you know there's clearly some differences between like Japan and New York and what's worked there and what works here. Um, what were some of the changes you helped drive here in New York that's different from Japan in terms of bringing in more customers? Um, I don't know if it's me personally, mm-hmm. but the team and I, we definitely want to grow the audience for ramen. It's a really small niche thing in New York. Not a lot of people actually have eaten ramen. You would think they would have, but not really compared to like Asians know it. All types of Asians would know it. People who are familiar with Asian food, we eat it. But people who are not that, let's say, adventurous in their food have maybe not ventured out to try it. So our concept makes it a little difficult. I think Tonchin's a lot easier to go into as a restaurant to try mm-hmm. their food. Um, what we try to do is try to um, do things like Anime NYC, where we get a different type of audience. They're more people who are more interested in Japan and maybe haven't heard of us mm-hmm. to, to get them to know about us to come to us and yeah we got so a lot of is that there, like uh is that a conference or an event well anime nyc is sort of like uh anime con like convention mm-hmm. for people who enjoy anime so right it's a growing convention that used to be a part of comic con when it first started and then they separated and became their own thing right so you're finding some similarities of topics yes. within like japanese culture um, to bring people yeah in. like last year they had a whole food corner where they had like home chefs come and show different ways of cooking ramen so we were able to be a part of that yeah yeah and then um when you're dining there um you get like a little slip of paper right yeah. <laughs> and then you like you customize pay- things yeah, is that yeah. where you do it um yeah you get like when you sit down you see the menu and it's a little it's a bit like a um test paper you there's <laughs> things you circle things you check off okay and like you're sitting in the booth so you probably if you've been to school long enough you probably feel like you're in school again <laughs> but um yeah we asked you to make customize your ramen basically ask you how like rich or in flavor, how light in flavor you like your soup, how firm or soft you like your noodles. So you create that perfect bowl of ramen just for yourself. It's an, it's a way to create var- variety without ramen because we only serve one type of ramen. Interesting. Yeah, very cool approach. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Feast Meets West. This episode is brought to you by Cart Driver, Denver's home for wood-fired pizzas, fresh oysters, seasonal market plates, cocktails, and conversation. 
Tucked in a 640-square-foot shipping container space in the heart of Denver's Rhino neighborhood, Cart Driver is the perfect place to stop in for an Italian-style spritz, Prosecco on tap, and a wide variety of tinned fish. Open for lunch, dinner, community hour, and late nights seven days a week, Cart Driver is here for you with fresh, domestically sourced ingredients, and above all, hospitality. Learn more at cart-driver.com. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Feast Meets West, and we're talking about ramen with Ichiran and Tanchin, guys. Um, How did you guys have to adapt the Japanese ramen concept for the New York market? So I'm thinking like, you know, sourcing of like food ingredients, Mm -hmm. like serving culture, staffing, marketing, restaurant design, all of that. What are some examples of like the big changes that you had to adapt? Um, I think one of the things we had to do, do was, oh, basically we didn't change the ramen style, mm-hmm. yes. but having a vegan option was definitely one oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Vegan. <laughs> it, we, but is that like, a thing in um, Japan, being n- vegan? Not really. <laughs> not at all, I think. <laughs> but like, what we were struggling with, the, what we were struggling with uh, was that we didn't know if they wanted to eat the ramen. Uh, how do I say this? Uh, like we didn't, we didn't know if they wanted to eat the ramen that's close to like Most, actual ramen, okay, mm-hmm. or something completely yeah, different. Something completely different. Okay, or like yeah. an American. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, how to approach the yeah. vegan? Yeah, right. yeah. Right. We started off like <laughs> super vegan, not really ramen type of ramen. And then what is it like zucchini noodles or more, something? P- p- some people used to call it like a pizza ramen, because okay. <laughs> it's got uh, some tomatoes in it. Uh-huh. But we figured that this is not really what pe- what they still like, want yeah, the ramen pe- experience. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then we change it to like miso based. Oh, mm-hmm. ramen. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. Adapting for like mm-hmm. yeah. vegan audience. Yes. Definitely. Um, yeah, we also have that same problem with the pork option only oh (laughs) well when i entered the team i was like you don't have a vegetarian option or a vegan option for our customers so they have been working on it i don't know how far they've gotten with it Mm -hmm. but they're thinking about it definitely it's one option that i've realized that a lot of asian cultures don't really think that people are very vegetarian or vegan at all yeah so they always offer some type of meat because if you don't eat meat you don't have sustenance sort of the idea well i'm chinese so that's the idea mm-hmm. from especially for my family so it's a concept that a lot of um i think asian restaurants have to learn to work with and especially create a recipe that actually imitates the authentic food but without using meat is mm-hmm. very difficult yeah um, and what I've noticed, though, going to both of your restaurants is, like, the warmness by the staff. Once I'm there, there's a lot of, like, greetings. And when I leave, there's, you know, more, you know, <laughs> Thank you goodbyes. For yes, in Japanese. Um, did you guys have, like, the same, retain the same kind of, like, training program, like, the serving culture from Japan? I think that's one of the things we also had a problem with because mm. we didn't have any like restaurant, like ramen restaurant, because we only have a counter seating right. where there's no servers or oh, anything. Right. Like you, ramen in Japan, don't you? Like, uh, like chef making ramen, and mm-hmm. he's going to serve. 
Right. Hey, That's super you. direct. Right. Yeah. And you buy a ticket with the vending machine. I see. Yeah. So you actually had to create your mm-hmm. like serving and like yeah. staff culture yeah. at mm-hmm. your restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. But actually, kind of, I, I have, I had no idea too. Then, yeah, our staff, they, mm-hmm. they made kind kind of tonching service basic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, they we, are, we are following that. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's so cute. Um, what about like staffing? You know, here in New York, I know like turnover <laughs> is really high in the industry. Is that different from what it's like in Japan? Yeah, it's really you know how to find uh, good people here, but uh, like our staff. They joined like when we opened, mm-hmm. but not like really uh, so many people quit uh, Tonchi. Yeah. I think one of the reasons is uh, kind of my age, like the same age mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Like, it's like fun working together. Right, right. It's kind of family. That's yeah. really oh, that's nice. Great. Yeah. Not just like co- company style. Yeah. So <laughs> only like, we have one, one store. Mm-hmm. It's easy to you know, connect everybody. That's right. Staffing for us, um, our service style. We try to ke- keep our Ichiran service style from Japan. We brought in a lot of the phrases we use because the idea was to make you feel like you're eating in Japan without leaving New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did train our staff and how to serve. You know, serve with both hands to bow, um, mm-hmm. say the phrases. But uh, we also had their input when we were trying to figure out what is the best way to greet our customers, what is the best way to, you know, introduce our food, explain the concept. So a lot of the, a lot of input from local people of what is the best way to phrase what we want to say. What's an example of that? Like how you guys do it here in New York? That might be different from um, Japan. So in Japan, like um, Tonchin, there's also a vending machine. You buy a vending machine okay. for your food. So <laughs> you know what you're getting when you walk into the restaurant. So, but a lot of people here for our customers here, um, they walk into Ichiran and they actually do not know what we are, what we do. Mm-hmm. So when we greet them, we say, you know, Irashaimase, welcome to Ichiran. And then we have to like probably explain the process, mm-hmm. explain who we are. Um, and also we, um, one thing I've noticed that Japan doesn't do is they don't ask about food allergies a lot. We make sure our mm. staff always question that in case um, there's some things in our food that can't be, that the customer yeah. cannot eat. Yeah, makes sense. Um, what about uh, like marketing? Um, do you guys use a lot of social media here? Oh, yeah. Do you guys do that in Japan, or it's like, you know, th- these in- these are institutions in Japan already, so there's no more advertising or marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we work uh, when we open. We work with uh, a PR company, like for six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we learned a lot, like how to you know like. Like engage with your audience, right? Right. Yeah. Um, marketing. Yeah, <laughs> you're like that doesn't yeah. that doesn't difficult. really exist. In- <laughs> marketing is difficult. Yeah. Yeah, and for each one, I think in Japan it was organic. Probably for Tonjin too, it's probably organic. Yeah. They just grew popularly organically, so mm-hmm. they didn't have to put so much thought and effort mm. into it. But the New York, especially New York restaurant market, oh, that is. That is so difficult to survive. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to, we have to put a lot of effort into getting our names out there and making sure people know about us. Yeah. And I use Instagram a lot. Right. Yes. <laughs> and you guys do like, for example, like seasonal things or special days or special evenings. We try to, we try to have like uh, events mm-hmm. consistently with like, sometimes we have 
sake men oh, cool. coming over mm. and then like they're serving the sake yeah. for each table, which could be fun.、Mm-hmm. And also, we do jazz night. Oh, nice. Like once in a month, once in a while. So, we try to do something that's, yeah, I think that's he, like a unique and that not other restaurants are doing.、Yeah. Right.、Um, I think New Yorkers like having an excuse、yeah. to like go somewhere、yes. and come back. Yes.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what were some like other unexpected challenges? Due to say like cultural differences or by being in a new location that you guys experienced?、Um, well, there is communication,、mm-hmm. always a communication problem.、Um, I'm actually more in between, between our, our actually management is all completely Japanese people.、Mm-hmm. Um, they come from Ichiran in Japan. So their management style and the style of management that Americans are used to are. Very, so very. So, not、different. only are you interpreting the language, you're also helping to interpret、like, I try the, to work both the ways. style. Yeah, I'm like, this is what he means when he says this. <laughs> And this is what you, it means when your manager says this. So, <laughs> okay. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I do that a lot. So, it's a lot of communication between like trying to figure out culturally what they're saying without, you know, because there's the words and then there's the meaning behind the word that you got to figure out.、Mm-hmm. And, um, I have trouble with that too sometimes. So there's sometimes there's a little trouble with that. Yeah, I mean, that's every day. Speaking of people, I don't know about you guys, but yeah. I think we can say the same thing because like Japanese people tend to be a little quiet、oh, yeah. and not really outgoing. So <laughs> I think even though we assume they understand what we're doing or what we want them to understand, They just don't understand because we, we just have to say it. Yes.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things. It's the whole、um, reading the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of <laughs> Japanese <no> people <laughs> expect that when you're communicating, you're trying to like, read between the lines. It's、mm-hmm. a lot of、oh, wow. part of their communication style.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then with our staff, because our staff tend to be young,、um, more direct approach works better、mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's something a lot of our Japanese management is trying to get used to, being、mm-hmm. more, a little bit more direct. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah.、Um, and then is there like a feedback loop with Japan? So, for example,、um, does the Japan team ever take some like learnings from the New York locations and apply it back in Japan or vice versa? Or do you guys operate completely separately? <laughs> I think we're pretty much separated because, like, what we do is different.、Mm-hmm. But、the market is different. Yeah, market location is different. Location is different. Is different. Yeah. So, but the spicy tantan is we're only doing it in the US.、Mm-hmm. So, and what is that? Can you explain what that is in it? The spicy tantan? Yeah, spicy tantan is、uh, like sesame, sesame broth, kind of. Oh, and, sesame yeah, broth. With, with pork broth. Oh, with pork、yeah. broth. So, they. In Japan, they did the pop up, like spicy tantan pop up thing in Japan for、mm-hmm. like a week. Yeah, was that inspired by the new success of the dish in New York? Yeah, it's、right. same thing. Oh,、yeah. okay. How did it go in Japan? Yeah, it was really popular. <laughs> oh, that's、yeah. good. They only just waited one, one month.、Mm. One month yeah. cool. um, and how did you guys come up with like your other ramen variations? Because, like, the dashi, do you have that in Japan?、Mm. Yes. Okay. We are serving、uh, yeah, classic Tokyo tonkotsu and、mm-hmm. smoked dashi. 
and miso ramen mm -hmm. that we, we don't have here. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so what's the um, overall like attitude about like and feeling towards the reception of your restaurants? Do you feel like you know New Yorkers are loving it? Um, do you feel like your restaurants are growing in popularity with the market here? Hopefully, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because um, we want... Um, it just makes me... It, it, I don't know what... It makes me happy when they finish like a whole bowl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you see an empty bowl come yeah, back. Yeah, empty bowl. Yeah. Like Japanese people don't really finish a soup. They oh, leave a soup. okay. But people in here, they finish like they suck into With a the bowl. soup as yeah, well. Yeah, so that... It's what makes me happy. And also, um, I guess eating appetizers before ramen is not something that I'm used to. Mm -hmm. But that's what we are offering in here. I think it's going to be kind of new style. You know, like having a ramen as a main dish, mm -hmm. but still eating appetizers beforehand. Yeah. Ooh, it, edgy, yeah. rule breaker, yeah. eating appetizers <laughs> before ramen. <laughs> yeah, when, we, when we are in Japan, like Japanese people, like we, we go to uh, like izakaya, then mm. drinking and oh, eating you like keep some those appetizers. Things. It's yeah. separate. separate. Yeah, it's right. separate. You right. go with ramen after the drinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like midnight. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the hangover cure soup thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that's the what you do with ramen. Broth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how does the Ichiran team feel about the reception? I think the reception overall has been very positive. Mm -hmm. It's been very fun with a lot of our customers enjoying the concept. It's the idea of um, just getting people to come in and seeing the booths without... I, we've seen some customers go look at the booths and come back out and be like, What is this? I don't want to sit here. And we're like, when we explain, like, you can eat with your friends. The dividers do close. It's a private space, pri mm -hmm. semi-private space you can enjoy. And once they sit in and they eat and they... Just chat with their friends and realize that people aren't like listening in on their conversations as much as maybe other restaurants or people aren't staring at them. They seem to enjoy it mm -hmm. a lot more. Yeah. Um, so, are you a fan of dining solo? I do eat it out alone a I few am. times. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk to anyone when I'm eating ramen. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Like I know what I want and just yeah. you know focus Enjoy on eating it. ramen. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the best. Yeah, I agree. I like I, I like dining alone. Yeah, it's it's one way to really enjoy your food. Yeah. yeah without I just you know when I I want to eat ramen, I go to Ichiran. Mm. Really? Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> I just want to eat ramen. Okay, let's go Ichiran. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> So it's actually really good to have Ichiran 34th location close to us. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really that's a really busy one. <laughs> actually, I was just at your restaurant last week. It was really good. Yeah, I really like their food too. It's different when you want a different flavor. I go to different mm -hmm. restaurants because mm -hmm. I can't eat Ichiran every day. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't eat it every day. It's good, but not every day. <laughs> so what's next for you guys? Do you have more locations coming or other projects that you're working on? Uh, we're doing uh, not just ramen, uh, I mean, like in Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I want to bring some like different brand uh, from Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And not, I want to, I don't want to just focus Tonjin. Like, mm -hmm. Okay. I want to do different kind of style, like brand in yeah. New York. Okay, so not just the ramen. Do you yeah. have an idea yet? Are you able to uh, share? 
Secret? <laughs> okay, secret. <laughs> okay. All right, but stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. Cool. But I want to open Tongjin, like a different more, big, more. big state. Oh, okay. So outside of New York then? Right. Yeah. Like LA, like San Francisco, like Chicago. Yeah. All the metro areas. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's great. Um, I think Ichiran, um, I'm not sure about I'm expanding. We definitely, definitely want to How expand. many locations are there in New York now? Right now we have three. We oh, just great. opened our third location. So mm-hmm. we're a little busy trying to stabilize ourselves in yeah, New York. Totally really, fair. Yeah, putting it like two feet firmly on the ground. Yeah. We're working on that, but like we are definitely looking forward to um, expanding more into the US market and just take over America. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no together. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have rivals. Um, all right. Uh, before we wrap up the show, we're going to do a round of quick fire questions. Mm-hmm. So this is just meant to be fun and fast. And please just share what comes to mind first. What's the best thing you ate recently? It can be out at your restaurant or at home. Mm, I have one thing I always love to eat is the burrata from Otis right there. <laughs> I'm Bushwick. I oh, love it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the fry. It's called uh, the chicken restaurant. They just opened like two, I don't know, a month ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. What kind of chicken? Like rot- rotisserie chicken. Ooh. Oh. Then they, they have just chicken. Uh-huh. You like, the, again, the focus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And okay. natural wine. Oh. Yeah, they have good, like, natural Where wine. Where is this? Mm, pro- no, no. It's in. Crown Heights. Crown Heights. Okay. Probably, yeah. All right. Cool. Natural um, wine chicken. You gotta and check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta check these places out. Mine probably Indian curry that I had last night. <laughs> <laughs> from I where? From I don't even remember. I just Ordered got it, it from Seamless. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um. Okay. How many bowls of ramen do you eat a week? Oh. Um. I'll tell you a secret. I kind of have ramen for breakfast almost every day. Oh, me, wow. me too, me too. Wow, yes. breakfast. <laughs> so breakfast, yeah. not like after drinking. No, for breakfast, Why I start breakfast? my day off oh, okay. with a hearty meal. That's how I do it. Because I don't eat a lot of dinner. I come home late. I'm too tired. Right, so right, right. You get breakfast, that energy. I'm hungry when I wake up. Okay, so. okay. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Like before open. Like mm-hmm. if, I, yeah, I have to eat ramen every day, like 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. I have to taste yeah, you're a QA. What? Right. Okay, I see. Um, do you like uh, vary between the different types or do you always go with like the Just classic, classic, one. Yeah. classic uh, one? Probably mm, probably like two times a week. Okay. All right. <laughs> Solid ramen yeah. lovers here. Um, and how quickly do you eat your ramen? Oh. It depends on which one. Yeah, I'm eating, I guess. Portion. I guess if you're on ramen, I can eat it in like two minutes. Right, because it's so speed fast. Oh, wow. right. Okay, <laughs> let's do a speed yeah. eating yeah. contest. Oh, yeah. Slap it. Yeah. <laughs> and you just press the button and It'll come out. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, How fast do I mm-hmm. eat it? Um, I think under 10 minutes because it's breakfast. I got to run yeah. out of the house. Yeah, so great. Under I love 10 it. Minutes. Um, okay, and where do you like to get your favorite bowl of ramen or noodle dish outside of your restaurant? Uh, so it sounds like, Anan, it was Ichiran for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> my favorite noodle dish is actually a Chinese dish. Mm-hmm. Um, the fried, stir-fried um, noodles. 
So, Chao Fan? Yeah. Okay. Actually, Chao Mi. Oh, Chao Mi. Yeah. Uh huh. Actually, I don't know what. I don't have a favorite restaurant for that yet. I'm still okay. looking. Yeah. All right. Mm, I think I like. I like a full. Mmm. Okay. Oh, we're gonna bring in the D&D. variety. That oh, Diandi is yeah. great. Yeah, I love their. Bowl. I haven't had full in forever. <laughs> yeah. It, what like I think what I like about it is, I don't feel guilty eating. Yeah, bone, right. But <laughs> so, <laughs> much, so much lighter. <laughs> yeah. So much lighter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our our broth is kind of heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, these are great answers, yeah. you guys, and I love the variety here and the encouragement and the mutual love. For the ramen, um, yeah. So thank you for sharing your stories, Anand, Toy, Annie. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. It was a pleasure having you guys on air with us, and that wraps up our show. Thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in. What did you think of the episode? What do you want to hear more of? Please take a few seconds and leave us a rating and review with your feedback wherever you get your podcasts. We are truly thankful for your support. And we'll be back in a couple weeks. That's August 14th with another awesome conversation from the world of Asian food. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please... Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.